Himalaya. You're listening to the Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, a Himalaya learning podcast to access my own Your Shit Handbook filled with key insights and exercises and to join a community where you can chat with me directly. Go to Himalaya.com forward slash Rosie and enter promo code Rosie at checkout for your first 14 days. Absolutely free. I hope to see you there. Hello, I'm Rosie Mercado, and this is The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, a podcast that talks about life lessons and finding your happiness. Our guest today is a Latina who has completely dominated the world of journalism. She's executive producer and VP of the infamous morning show Despierta America, and she's truly an inspiration to many, including myself. Welcome to the podcast, Luz Maria Doria. ¿Cómo estás? Bienvenida. Thank you, Rosie. Gracias for having me here. I'm very excited to talk to you. I always remember the way you inspired me when I met you. So uh, this is going to be like an explosion of inspiration, this conversation. Oh, that's good. That's good. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And when we talk about inspiration, I love to start every podcast with an inspiring quote. And today's quote is by author and writer Mark Anthony. And he wrote, and one day she discovered that she was fierce and strong and full of fire and that not even she could hold herself back because her passion burned brighter than her fears. Luna, what do you think about today's quote? You know what? That reminds me of my 50th birthday, five years ago. When oh. I, on my 50th birthday, I decided that I was going to write my first book, that I was, wasn't going to be fearful anymore. And there is a, uh, in Spanish, you said, me voy a quedar sin hubieras. In English, is I'm not going to, to, to pronounce I would have been, could be. Yeah. Anymore. I'm going to do yeah. it. Yes, would have could have should have the regrets exactly. of that. Exactly, no should have. Yes, no should have. Exactly. Yes. Oh my God! So well, I've lived like that for the last five years, and for me, from fifty to fifty-five, it has been the happiest uh, moment, happiest years of my life. So that's interesting that you mentioned something because I feel that a lot of women in their twenties and their thirties they get uninspired and they're like, "Oh my God, what's going to happen to my life? Like, I haven't done anything." Or they're always comparing themselves to someone's else's best image on Instagram or on social media, and you're like, "I'm not living that life, and I I should have been there." And there's this moment of comparison that they start getting depressed or uninspired, and they're like, "Well, I'm twenty, I'm thirty, I don't know what's going to happen." You said you started when you were 50, like that was when you lost your fear. 50 yes. is a big number for you. In the last five years, it has been the best time of your life where you're like, I'm not going to live by would have, could have, should have. I'm going to get this done and doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So how was that change for you? Because hitting the big five O was, was a big moment for you and taking like, what pushed you? What, what was the moment that you're like, I'm letting go of the fear. No mas. I don't, I don't care about my age. I don't care about anything. I'm just going to do it. This was what I've always wanted. I'm going to be very sincere. When I was 50, I said, oh my God, 60 is like five minutes from now. It's like 60 and then retirement. So I said, I'm going to write a book because I want to tell young people, younger people, that although they, are, they have fears or, or, or they, they are insecure, because at that age, we all are full of insecurities, oh, yes. that you can become what you dream. And uh, what I did was that I wrote that book, La Mujer de Mis Sueños, The mm -hmm. Woman of My Dreams. And that book, Rosie, helped me, not only help people who read it, but also helped me to stand for what I believe, what, what my promise was. I said, I'm going to do everything I have to do to fulfill my dreams. If I have to, I, I, I hate public speaking. You cannot imagine. I have been, the last five years of my life, I have been, working as a speaker. Can you believe it? 
Well, hate- it's so funny because sometimes you have to do the things that you don't yes. like, like that and face your fears to get to where you want to go. You exactly. have to put that work in. And thank God I have had a beautiful career. Um, I, 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 I have been always very uh, hardworking, but I work for other people. I didn't work for me. I want other people to, to shine. I never think in myself of I could be the protagonist of, the, of, the, wow. of what I wanted. So um, at 50, I said, okay, that is not happening anymore. I even write books for famous people as a ghostwriter. Why can't I write my own book? I didn't know that. I yes. didn't know that you were a ghostwriter. Yes, I was a ghostwriter. So I said, why can't I write my own book? Why can't I do my own interviews? Because I always work as a producer and I don't regret it because I've learned you and learned that's my, that was my job. The problem is that I wanted to do it but I didn't feel that I was capable of because of my fear. So what I did at 50 was stop that fear. I, I still feel it. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, but the thing it. now is that I take action. Be- before, I've, the, the fear paralyzed me. Now I say, okay, I will do it. So let me ask you this, Luma. It's really, Luma, this is re- really interesting. Well, first of all, congratulations on not letting age define you because I think that's so important. I'm, mm. I, I turned 40 this year and that for me was kind of like, Oh my God, 40. And like you said, like, I feel like once you hit your thirties, it's like, everything goes like, like this. It's like, yes, you were in your twenties and then you're like, ah, okay. You know, thirties around and then 30 hits and you're like, Oh my God, now I'm 40. Mm-hmm. You know, what do I have to show for this time? What legacy am I going to leave behind? Now, when those moments, you said that you still deal with fear and I, everybody deals with fear. It's that inner voice that starts talking to us that questions every move. Am I good enough? Am I capable? Am I going to be successful? What if I fall on my face? What if mm-hmm. this, people don't receive this? What do you do when those moments of fear show up or pop up in your, pop up in your mind? First, I pray. Mm, I definitely. pray. I have um, a prayer that I, always, uh, that I always have in my phone. And, and I always pray. Also, what has helped me is to read biographies of successful people. And I have found they all have fears. So there is nothing that separates ourselves from famous people, from the recognized people. The only thing is that they didn't let fear paralyze themselves. We all are the same. The, uh, two weeks ago, I was taking an uh, online course and I have the privilege to be with a very influential um, uh, chief of CEO of a company. And it was life. And he was, when you, when you read his title and, and you know what he does, you never believe he's a man who can feel fear. And he told me, when they give me this, po- this position, what I did was that I took a plane and I um, jumped in, in, into a, in a parachute because I wanted to, oh, wow. to fear, to, to fight fear and to let fear know that I was, I was going to take that position. When I realized that that man that is so powerful feel the same fear that I do, I felt so good. It felt so good. We all do. Yeah. The difference is that he fights against it. Mm. So we all, we all, if, if I pinch you, it, it's going to hurt you. We all feel the same things. So the difference is that there are people who work with that fear. I've worked, I, I, I read, I even um, talk to myself. 
And I say, okay, I'm very creative. I create that voice in my mind that sabotage me because that fear is the, the voice that is, is always telling you. Yeah. Rosie, who's going to, why are you going to do a podcast? Who do you think you are? Yeah. Or Guzman. what makes you think like, why are they yes. going to read your book? Like, exactly. Or, 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 or Rosie, like, come eat me. Like the, Ex- the food, like it's all this stuff. Like, exactly. And yes. what happens if, if, if I gain weight and what happens if uh-huh. I lose weight and what happens if they tell me no, uh-huh. or what happens if I'm not a good parent? Or, like, or so eat many. that bread. Eat the bread. It's gonna, just, two, just two pounds. Nothing, nothing is going to change. Yeah. So what I did one day was said to myself, if I created that voice, I'm going to create another one. I'm going to kill that one. And I'm going to create another one who Mm. helped me. Change your story. And then I have that voice now that is a very good friend who's also knows when to tell me, Luzma, you have to prepare, you have to study, you have to take courses, but also tell me you can do it. Go ahead. You can do it. And, and for, for a, a long time, those two voices fight. Now the, positive one, the, the optimistic one is winning. Mm. You know what I found? And, and I love that you said, because a lot of people don't speak enough about this faith. Faith is such an important thing. Um, you know, and I respect all, you know, all faiths. I, I respect how people go about their spirituality, how they incorporate it. And I just feel, I've always felt that I've been guided and protected, especially in my darkest moments, but you said that you pray. And I love that you mentioned that. And I feel like before I do anything big, any of my biggest moments that I've been so nervous at that, that fear, like, am I going to fall when I go on stage? Am I going to, are the words going to come out? Am I going to forget, you know, what, what I'm talking about? Um, or are people going to just judge me when, when I go in there, people are looking at me, like letting go of that. I'm not, this is not about me. It's about the message that I have to deliver. And I feel like it's so important to like pray. And for me, my biggest prayer is God use me. Yes. God use me. me. God I use always me. repeat, put me where do you want me to be? Mm, I surrender. So it's your way of surrendering. I surrender. Yes. You surrender. Mm-hmm. How hard has it been for you to surrender and kind of like you've been, cause you've been in this industry for more than 20 years. Mm-hmm. You've, been extre- you've been extremely successful and you started at a very young age. And like, it seems like every part of your life has taken you to this moment. How, was it any time that you felt that it was hard to surrender and not knowing what was next or that you felt frustrated and you're like, okay, this is not like, this has been amazing. I've been blessed to be here, but I'm ready for what's next. Was it hard for you to surrender? Yes, very hard. And I am very grateful when you say that, uh, you say that I'm very successful, but I, I still feel like I'm starting because I'm learning. Wow. I'm learning every day. And now during this pandemic, uh, they they change the the world change all our, all the answers. So for people who make television, we're we're starting to do television. So it's yeah. It's, I think it's the first time in my life that I I feel like I don't have the answers. Oh my so, god! I, I was going to ask you about that. That's it's crazy how all this has impacted you. Yes. Does, does that bring up a sense of I've learned all of this until now and all this experience? Now I have to. Now I'm a student again. Now now you have to go about it a different way. How do you prep for that? You know, I always says that this. I always say that this this pandemic, not is not teaching me. It's rescue. It's rescuing all my lessons, all my all what wow. I have learned. Because we all know what we have to do. The thing is that we forgot about that, and now we are like finding old pictures. Now we have time to organize uh, closets, and 
it's the same thing with our mind. With our mind. We all have, we, we have all those lessons in our mind. We are patient. We know that we have to be patient. We know that we have to be compassionate. We know that we mm. have to be more responsible. But it's like life was so quickly that, that so quick. okay, later, later. Yeah, so fast and quick, yes. right? Yeah. But you were telling me about those, those uh, times that I have to surrender. I have an anecdote that it, like it um, explain what I think about um, my work life. I remember I was the, the director of entertainment of Unimas, Unimas Telefutura at that time, was the sister channel for Univision. And I was very happy there. We have everything. And one day, overnight, they said that they weren't going to produce anymore and that they were changing everything and they picked me and told me, you're going to be the executive producer of Despierta America. Despierta America at that time was going through a process of, of leadership. They, they, were, they, they need a leader. They, they, they have a ratings. And I remember telling myself, what am I going to do there? I don't even want to wake. I don't even like to wake up early. That's not the kind of show <laughs> I want to do. That wow. happened eight years ago. That happened overnight. I remember I said to myself, I'm not even going to take vacation between one job and the other. I'm going to start. I also remember that when I went into that office the first time, I put my ego inside a box. Mm. I felt so bad because all that I have built in this back, in the in, in the other channel has finished and I start from zero. And I said to myself, okay, I have like three more three more months of, of a contract. So they're going to uh, say goodbye to me when my contract is over. I've been there for eight years now. Those are the most happiest years of my professional life because I learned how to help people. I, 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 can, I can entertain, I can inform, I can help. And also, I wrote my two books during those two day, two years, two, mm -hmm. during eight, those eight years, and I also we won two Emmys. Wow! So sometimes, what that thing that you don't want to do is the thing that's going to bring you more happiness. Rejection is only redirection, isn't it? Yes. My mom told me that day that that the network uh, closed. My mom told me, you know what? When you wake up, when you left this morning, you were younger. Now you're like 10, 10 years older because I cried the whole day. I couldn't believe it that, that they say we're closing this. Wow. So I, I, I put it in my second book. Those uncomfy moments bring a stellar. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Moments to your life. Talking about stellar moments, you brought something that's empowering because I think, especially I, I think now in these times, people have become so fearful because literally everything changed 
like that. De la noche a la mañana, everything, people either lost their jobs, couldn't go to work, had to redefine the way that they work. And it was all these responsibilities. And also, I feel like this pandemic really pushed you to look inward and the people that you live with, the people that you love. It, it forced you to look at your relationships, the way that you're doing things. And I think the biggest question, you know, are you really happy? And one of the th things that I've noticed is that you have really press forward in these last eight years, I mean, writing, writing your books, uh, La Mujer de Mis Sueños, and, and, you know, you've gotten the opportunity to write your books. You thought that that moment of breakdown was only a setup for you. Mm -hmm. You won an, you won Emmys for the show. Being a woman in power, you're the VP, you know, you're directing Despierta America, you're doing all these wonderful things. How do you feel that you get to inspire people through what you do, writing the books, showing up for yourself, taking a challenge on, learning new things in a new era, um, and, and changing everything with the unknowns, not knowing what's going to happen next? How does it feel to inspire people that way? And then also making that one of your top values. I'm very grateful. When I first uh, wrote La Mujer de Mis Sueños, I wanted to help. I didn't even wanted to inspire people. I wanted to help. I was very concrete. I said, I wanted to help young women who are fearful and who are insecure, like I was. And I'm going to tell them through my life and through uh, recognized people's lives that I have interviewed and I, that, that I've been near them, how, how are those formulas that make you grow and make you uh, stand for something? Um, and then you have tu momento estelar. And then I have my, my momento estelar. First, when the first, the, 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 La Mujer de Mis Sueños came out, they started interviewing me and inviting me to, to give um conference. And I realized that I have to talk more about it because there, I thought it was a, a, a small group of people like me. Uh -huh. Rosie. Miles, miles. Miles, millones. Yes. And they're beautiful they are successful. They are not that beautiful and they are not successful, but they all think the same. They all have the same fear. Yeah. So I feel that I have the responsibility to keep giving light to people. You know, there is an anecdote. My name is Luz Maria yeah. and I never liked my name. My, my name. Luz really? is like, and Luz when I powerful. start writing, people tell me, oh my God, you bring light into my life. And I say, oh, that's why. That, para eso era el nombre. Yeah. And I start liking it. So the power now, of like the power of your name and what it meant and speaking exactly. life into other people. Yeah. And and you you ask me how do I feel? I I feel very responsible. I, I think mm. I think that's a very big responsibility. But I am also very grateful that I can do it. I, and also I am very happy that my purpose, that my mission that is to serve in life is, is being accomplished. Mm. You talked about earlier about something that I feel that a lot of people, especially in this industry, I, I mean, just, just in life, when you're a human being, you go through growth and you go through ups and you go through downs. But something that you touched on was you checked your ego at the door when you had a new opportunity. How important was that to check your ego at the door? What did that teach you about? Because I really feel like there's this moment of you being humble with all the experience and the success that you've had. To say that you checked your ego at the door, that really starts a new transition, a new Luz Maria, um, a new direction, a new growth. What did you do to do, do that? Because there's a lot of people that need to check their ego at the door yes. and let that go because I feel that when you don't do that, it hinders your growth. It, it, and it, allows you, it doesn't allow you to connect with other human beings, which is part of our purpose. Absolutely. I remember that I was thinking to myself at that time, 
if I came here as the big executive producer, the important executive producer is not going to, to help. I'm going to talk to each one of them, and I did, to each one of the team, the members of the team, and I tell them, we're going to work together as a team. We, I don't have a job because I just lost my job. They give me this. And you are about to lose your job because the show is not going well. So we all have to, to, to remar para adelante. I don't know how to say that in English. Push and, forward. Yes. And, and we did it. And there has been eight years. Uh, we, they always tell me, oh, you're the best leader. No, I'm not the best leader. They are the best team. Make great mm. teams, make great leaders. Yeah. So um, I think you have to be, you have to be like a, a um, como se dice, como el faro, como the, the control of the control room of, yeah. of, the, of the team. Yeah. I'm older than them. I, I Yes, I have more experience. I have worked mo more years. And I'm a combination like a mother and a boss. I always try to understand them. And also, I always try to train them, not only as a as producer, but, but uh, as a human being. So I'm always telling them, um, think, uh, think about our audience as we are. We are very similar to our audience. Yeah. So we have to know the people that we are working for. And, and it has been very... It has been very rich also for me. I, I have learned a lot from, from them. What are your, and, and as a leader, as a powerful woman that you are and as a leader, um, to be able to take that and really inspire and bring that mothering into it, because I think that's an important part of, of who you are. What do you feel? I mean, values are so important in everything that you do and the, in the decisions that you make. What are your top three values that you guide yourself when making a decision? You know what? I have a daughter who's 24. And when I have to make a decision, I always think about her. Mm. And I always say, if I... I want the people who make decisions that involves my daughter to be, to be transparent, to be... Yeah. Uh, to, to be... Um, transparent. To, to do justice. So I do the same thing that I would like other people to do to my daughter. So to be transparent, to be real. Real is very important. Authenticity is captured Authentic everywhere. Yes. See yes. No, everywhere. Yes, you can see it in an instant. Yes. In an instant. Yes. And think about the results. Why am I doing this? What are going to be the results? And, and there are positive, there are negatives. You know, always think about it. I'm very um, quick in doing, in making decisions. I think I have, I, I have a good intuition. I, I, I always pray also when, I, when I'm making a decision. Isn't it crazy how quick when you pray, how clear it becomes? Yes. If you should go one way or you should go another. How yes. clear that voice when you're intuitive. And I think when you pay attention, because you could pray for something, like I really want that to happen. It has to be a yes. Mm -hmm. It has to be a yes. Mm -hmm. But God is saying, uh-uh, por allí no es. Por, and you're like, but I really want yes. it, pero por yes. allí no es. And then yes. you're like, you, if you don't pay attention to that, then you're running into problems. Yeah. And also when you make a decision as a leader, you have to, to think about the team, not only about you. Yeah. Or the company in this, in this case, no? It's something that if, if this is going to affect the company, is this going to help the company? So I'm always very thinking about the big picture.
The big picture. Well, talking about the big picture, there's so many people that are inspired that want to, you know, get into television, whether it's journalism, hosting, um, whether they want to become an actress, a model, um, they want to do something, you know, create social impact, they want to create justice. It doesn't matter what realm they're going. It's all with with a common goal, something that they want to achieve. For people that want to achieve one of their biggest goals and run into the point of intimidation, what would you... What, what would be your wisdom that you would pass on that you've learned through everything that you've gone through? Do you really think that you want to do this because you have a purpose or just because you want to be famous? Especially now. Yeah. Because we all now, we want, with this technology, yeah. we want more likes, we want more um, acceptance, I think. And you, you don't have to do, thing, to do things for that. You have to do things because you really believe in what you're doing. Yeah. And when I write my first book, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very positive. I don't know what happened to me then. I say, if I can help four people, I'll be more than happy. I never thought about four million. I thought about four people. Four people. And everything that I do in television or social media or uh, everything you do, whatever. I always say, if I'm going to help one people, I'm, I'm done. So obviously everything is, is a business and you want to go to, to, you want to, to, to be, to transcender. You, you want to, uh, yes, but don't do it because you want to have money or because you want to have famous fame. Do it because you believe in what you're doing and you really think, you're going to help people or you're going to change people with the thing that you're doing or, or, or lives are going to be better. Luzma, this is where we're going to do this thing that I'd love to call Rosie's takeaways. This is where we talk I love about, it. Uh, this is where we talk about a moment of adversity that you had in the past, like that tough moment that you learned from. Can you tell me about that moment of adversity that you had and what was your biggest takeaway, your learning lesson from that? I think that the saddest moment of my life is when my father died. He had Alzheimer and cancer, and I'm the only child. I always remember that, and you know, it has been 12 years, and, and it still hurts. And I, I remember that at that time of my life, I, I didn't want to. He was in Colombia. I was here. I didn't want to take airplanes because I was very fear, fear. You know, I was full of fear of flying. I have fear of flying. So for me. Uh, Every time I was, I was going to go to Colombia, it was like a turmoil. I don't want to take the plane. I don't want to see my father. Um, I have to work. So it was like a very difficult time. It takes, it, it takes like three years, the process. It took like three years. And I remember when I was in Colombia, he died when I was there. Thank God. Um, and I came back. I learned that you have to be fully present that you have to be to enjoy every second my father was he, he had a good life he was he was very happy he was a very optimistic was was very uh parrandero he was he liked to drink he liked to dance he was very young he, he died when he was 64 but he never he never get old so i remember that that time 12 years ago i learned that i was going to be to enjoy life more and that that the the possibility to to see my father dying 
was going to bring more happiness to my life. Not that I was happy because he died. It was because now that I went with him through the whole process of, he was a very uh, intelligent man. He loved to read. He, he had Alzheimer and then cancer. And, and the cancer made him like, uh, you know, he, he was like, I don't know how many pounds, but he was so skinny. Everything finished in that bed. You know, he didn't have a mind. He didn't have a body as I, as I knew him. So I told myself, Luzma, this has been, I think, the big lesson of your life. And you're going to enjoy life. You're going to help people. You're going to be fully present. And, and I have done it. I always says that my birth makes my dad very happy. His death make my life better. Oh, wow. What a way to be able yeah. to honor your father, but also what a way to be able to change the, to look at death in that yes. way and use it as a lesson for you to become a better human being, a happier human being. And I think the most important thing that everybody is learning is to be present, present be in the yeah. moment and yes. really see everything that's going on, enjoy what's happening and be grateful for the breath that you're taking right now. And exactly. I think sometimes we yeah. don't, we don't do that. We take all those things for granted in a split second. You don't know when, change, when life is going to change. Where can people find more inspiration, more of your light? Well, I have my, my social media is Luzma Doria. Uh, and yeah, everything is Luzma Doria. It's very easy. My books are in Amazon, La Mujer de Mis Sueños and Tu Momento Estelar. Luzma, those books are in English and Spanish? No, just Spanish. Just Spanish, just Spanish. for now. So yes. they, could get, they could get inspired. Now, yes. are you going to be doing something in English? I think that's so important. Yes, I'm, I'm planning to. You know, at first I was very scared, but Rachel Hollis invited me to two of her of her conference and and I could have said no but I say yes and that time with 4000 women in Minnesota and in four mayors I said you know what I can do That's it true. they understood what I said so I'm going to do it oh, I'm so proud of you well, we're going to be looking forward to that mientras tanto you could get inspired with her books with her with her inspiration through social media make sure and check her out this is a girl with self esteem issues I'm Rosie Mercado y estuvimos con Luz Maria Doria the idea of living in the moment has inspired lots of us. And you probably heard so many sayings and so many quotes like, live like there's no tomorrow, live as you'll die today, and so much more. Living in the moment takes lots of practice. But when you learn how to live this way, you will live a fuller life and appreciate the beauty in everything you see and everything that you do. So learn to be present right now. First thing you could do is focus on the now. In order to live in the moment, you need to focus on the now. Focus on what you're doing. Shut off the TV, turn off the computer, get off the phone. Savor the present moment. When you're living in the moment, you're practicing mindfulness, which has lots of benefits. It reduces stress, boosts your immune system, lowers your blood pressure, and has other beneficial physical and mental effects. Did you know mindful people are more secure and have a higher self-esteem and are happier? And when you're happier, there's something that happens within you. You have gratitude. So how to have gratitude? Pay attention to the small things. Notice everything around you, including the small things. Notice that you are breathing and have movement. Sometimes we take that for granted. Learn to be thankful for that. Living in the moment and taking notice of the small things will help you cultivate more positive experiences and gratitude attracts more of what you're grateful for. 
Gratitude will also produce a big smile. If you want to know how to live in the moment, you just have to take a look in the mirror and smile. It will influence how you feel. So be grateful, breathe and smile. These are simple things that you could do right now, not only to be present, but also to be happy. Remember, I'm always here to help you and I'm always here to grow with you. If you want to hear more about my journey, be sure to check out my memoir, The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, available in both English and Spanish through HarperCollins and HarperOne. You can find the link to purchase in the show description or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, a Himalaya learning podcast to access my own your shit handbook filled with key insights and exercises and to join a community where you can chat directly with me. Go to Himalaya.com forward slash Rosie, enter promo code Rosie at checkout for your first 14 days absolutely free. I hope to see you there.